everyone, welcome back to Thick's Thoughts Podcast. So for this week's episode, I wanted to talk on something that I have been studying, actually. Um, so I haven't actually done an episode solely on something that I have been, you know, like learning about. Um, but these last few weeks, I've really, really enjoyed my studies because I am, I'm kind of delving into the, the world of like relationship therapy, I guess you could say, um, and you know, all of the complications that come with that. But this isn't just romantic relationships, this is friendships, this is family relationships, you know, like all of these wonderful, weird and wonderful things that we all experience one way or another and massively affect us one way or another. And um, I've been adoring it. And so I wanted to share my learnings thus far on conflict and conflicts in relationships primarily but yeah the whole the whole kind of world around that so we have all experienced conflict one way or another i'm sure like there is no way that you go through life without experiencing conflict because we all have differing views and opinions we all have differing perspectives on things and sometimes lack of communication leads to conflict sometimes like like a difference in opinion lead, leads to conflict um but yeah in relationships conflict is such an interesting thing because the the way that they kind of describe it in, in my studies is we all have a sense of self. We all have this view of ourselves as being um, usually like a good person, like we act with our best interests and hopefully the best interests of other people. We have this kind of like pretty high view of ourselves, right? And what happens when we experience conflict with another person is that it's usually because that other person is maybe questioning certain elements of who you think you are so a lot of a lot of who we identify within ourselves is massively linked to how other people think of us for example my gender let's say so i identify as a female a huge part of that identity that I have is being perceived as feminine to other people, being perceived as motherly, you know, all of these things. So I will do my hair a certain way, I'll wear makeup a certain way, I will dress a certain way. And these are things that over time become extremely subconscious. You, you really don't think about it, but it's like, if someone was to tell me to maybe wear a more masculine outfit one day, that would make me feel uncomfortable, at least for a little amount of time, because I'd think, oh, I'm not sure that quite, like, quite fits with my identity. It's funny because if someone was to wear, tell me to wear a masculine outfit and just stay at home all day, there would be no issues with that at all. I, I'm almost certain. But if someone was to tell me to wear that masculine outfit and go out, that's when the issue would occur because it's this kind of like difference in identity that we experience between who we feel we are and who other people think we are. I hope I'm making sense with this. So yeah, our, our, a huge part of who we think we are is massively related to how we think that other people think we are, right? And, and so our sense of self is we're a good person, we act within our best interests, but also within the best interests of other people. So many things. A, a perfect example they use is like sexual identity as well. Someone who is homosexual has to like dating other people 
of the same sex as them. Does that make sense? Like the whole basis of their sexuality is the person that they want to be with, not who they are, you know, heterosexual. It's someone that likes dating people of an opposite sex. It's not like relying on who they are. It's about who they like and other people that it, it's so interesting when you actually boil it down because it's so ingrained in us that who we are is massively influenced by the type of people that we date, that we have sexual relationships with, that we have friendships with. Like it, it's amazing how so much of who we are is massively influenced by other people. So anyway, our sense of self is a very influential and important thing to us as well. And that sense of self is massively influenced by other people. A really good example was in the episode that I did with Harrison a few weeks ago. He explains how like he likes to think of himself as a man and as a provider, you know, and as someone that is strong and is stable, but for other people more than himself, it's very much like we act in ways that we feel as though suits how we want to be perceived by other people, right? I hope I, I've harped on that point so many times, but it's a really strange thing to like try and wrap your head around because you don't really appreciate it until someone like explains it in such a simple format, at least for me. <laughs> Sorry to those that understood it on the first point. <laughs> so conflict occurs usually when someone is questioning that sense of self and primarily like in relationships when you have someone who you adore and you love and you respect so much and they are questioning your sense of self they are questioning how good of a person you are um that is a really difficult thing to identify with because what happens is we are kind of like we've got blinkers on and we're like i am this really good person I'm really selfless, I do these things for other people, I like being this, whatever. And then someone that you love comes along and kind of says, oh, you were quite selfish with that, or you weren't a very nice person when you said that. And you kind of get thrown off kilter because you're like, whoa, I, I had no idea that I could be perceived that way because I was only acting in like my best interests or I was only trying to be helpful in that situation. And now you're questioning like, my me as a person like who i'm who i am and and it's like it, it digs deep because what happens is and i'm going to use a really technical word now but i will explain it afterwards a state of cognitive dissonance occurs and cognitive dissonance is when you have these two conflicting beliefs in your head and the the tension is so great because they're so conflicting that you need to identify with one or the other and throw the other one in the bin so like you need to you need and you need to make that decision quickly and when it comes to like you questioning who you are as a person like your personal integrity and your personal value and all these things when someone questions that puts that into question for you you will more times than not go to the side of like no you're wrong because i'm not that person like that's not who i am so everything that you've perceived in that scenario as like disrespectful selfish or whatever is wrong you're wrong i'm right you know 
And so that's when conflict occurs because someone is trying to express to you that what you did in that situation was painful or was disrespectful or whatever. It's not who you are, not a disrespectful pain inflictor. What you did, the action that you portrayed in that situation is. And so like there's this really difficult moment when people are not able to see eye to eye because like one person is like, how can you not see how your actions are affecting me? And the other person is saying, how can you say these things about me? Because I'm not that kind of person at all. And so like, that's when the conflict arises, right? So I just find that really interesting and, a, and such an eye-opening thing because like we have all experienced that one way or another. And it's, it can be so um, restricting in so many ways because you're just like, you go around in circles with people, right? Have, I mean, the number of discussions I've had and difficulties I've had with people and you are harping on at the same point for hours on end and the other person is harping their point and you're just like, where are we getting with this? We're not getting anywhere because you're not able to see what I'm trying to portray and I can't see what you're trying to portray. And in the studies that I've read, you know, the the kind of general consensus that researchers have found to like overcome these moments of difficulty, primarily like romantic relationships, but it works with most relationships, I imagine, is like taking a step back and cooling off. And I know, of course, like we all kind of have heard that before, but the efficiency of that is so great because you're able to actually like cool off and see the situation a little bit further away than what it is in the moment because like what happens when you get into moments of conflict is like aggression starts to play a part because you're not being heard and you're not being able to communicate your genuine feelings i mean the number of times um you know i've been in the shower or i've been in the car and i've been like oh why didn't i say that in that discussion or like why didn't i word it this way the number of times and you're like oh if i could only go back and do that again um because you're further away from the situation you're able to see it for what it was and like your your communication becomes so much more efficient because like you're not caught up in the hustle and bustle of the moment and so yeah taking taking like a step back taking time to think about what was said and what was done and how you portrayed yourself and how they portrayed themselves is so is so beneficial but there's a lot of things like that are uninevitable like these moments of conflict even if you're able to identify the fact that someone isn't questioning who you are as a person they're just questioning your actions in that moment even if you're extremely aware of these feelings and like uh, of this part of you know the human psyche or whatever it's still really difficult to detach yourself from that in the moment and be like, oh, oh, they're only questioning my behavior and not who I am as a person. Because like, it's just natural. Like you naturally fall into like self-defense mode. So I find it's a really like great thing to be aware of, but also appreciate the fact that you're not, like it's not gonna necessarily like minimize the amount of conflict you experience because it's like a natural part of weaving through life. Like it just, it will happen, it's inevitable. And it's really interesting that they talk about how a lot of people when asked 
think it's actually really strange if a couple are together for a prolonged period of time and have never argued because they're like surely you're not able to communicate with each other correctly because definitely they have done something to bother you or frustrate you so like how have you never argued we all have so many like such differing beliefs and views and values like there's we're gonna butt heads eventually unless you are a replica of yourself which doesn't exist so you know so that's a really interesting take as well the fact that conflict is inevitable and um you know if you're able to be more constructive with how you come out of conflict that will definitely like help relationships grow in a more constructive and healthy way but yeah there's a lot of research into it and it's so interesting like this this part of psychology i find fascinating because it's you know it's everyday psychology do you know what i mean like it's it's stuff that we experience on a daily basis and um stuff that you know keeps us awake at night and also stuff that like we wish we could do better at but it's hard to sometimes identify like where we can improve because like we're so close to the to the fire that you're just not able to see that there's like you know a lake nearby <laughs> that's such a profound way of describing it but loved that one um so i also just wanted to touch on um a ted talk that i watched um by dr meg barker who is um the main kind of writer of the module that i'm i'm uh, studying at the moment um, but she also is in the like relationship therapy like realm and space i don't know her her job title but she's a researcher into this stuff um and a very interesting person so i'm going to leave a link below to the um episode that i watched because i think it's very much worth a watch at slash listen um and this is more towards like romantic relationships but she was basically um, touching on the fact that we expect a lot from our romantic partners nowadays so like previously like centuries and centuries ago what would happen is tribes let's say or communities men and women would not be like married to one another like monogamy wasn't really a thing it was like um, men would impregnate women as many women as they possibly could to spread their you know their identity their DNA and all of that stuff and women would like have their children but the whole community would look after the child so like all mothers would look after each other's children and all fathers would look after the children of all of the mother like all of the families because it got to a point where like men didn't know which one was their child but like it was very much like everyone was just the father to everyone everyone was the mother to everyone like there was no kind of like ownership in that sense and so women didn't expect their male um like the father of the children that they were having to provide them with you know like safety and protection but also be a really good lover and a really good partner and also be a best friend to go and adventure and to go to the cinema with them and to take them on really nice dates and also be a really good listener and a really good shoulder to cry on and also someone to be really good to discuss things with all of these things that we now expect from our significant others you know like we expect them to provide us with so much and people experience this conflict for example people in their relationships they want compassion and safety but they also want 
passion and adventure. They want someone to be very sturdy and stable and serious, but they also want someone to be silly and funny and make them laugh. Um, you know, you, you have these real, like you have these endless, this endless list of expectations of your future partner um, that you don't even expect from your own friends, you know, like, I, I don't know about you listening right now, but I personally, I have so many friends for so many different things because I know that I have a friend for this thing and a friend for another thing. And I don't berate one friend for not having the other friend's qualities because like, that's so ridiculous to expect everything from one friend. You know, the, the whole beauty of it is that you, you kind of like, everyone is different and brings different qualities to your life and you bring different qualities to other people's lives. But when it comes to a romantic partner, you want everything from this partner and you expect everything from that person. And so what happens is when they don't bring that, you criticize them for that. And that then creates this feeling of self-doubt and frustration within themselves because they know that they can be passionate and that they can be adventurous, but they can also be safe and they can be um, serious but not in the same way that you maybe want it and so Dr Barker I guess I should refer to her as is she kind of suggests that it's really important that you hold on to all the different connections in your life in a very gentle way like it's a flower that you've just picked and like hold on to it really tight it will crumble and if you kind of don't hold on to it hard enough it's going to fly away so like you just hold it gently in the palm of your hand and you don't put too much pressure on it, but you also allow it to breathe and, and, and have its own space and its own place. And that is something so much easier said than done because we naturally want to like control and um, be, you know, in the driver's seat of these relationships that we have. But it's actually very detrimental because when you're constantly trying to mold your relationships with others and also the way that they see you you create like a lot of cognitive dissonance is going to occur because you're not able to balance out both realities in that this person is my best friend and a safe space but maybe they aren't going to be the person that I would be extremely adventurous with and passionate with and that's okay and then somebody else you can be really extremely passionate with and adventurous with, but they probably aren't somebody that you can sit down and have a really deep, meaningful conversation with. Um, because when you kind of like, and Esther Perel speaks about this as well, a very interesting person as well. I think I'm gonna end up doing like an episode on like relationships and stuff because, um, and like that kind of world. I mean, I can do many episodes on that, but. Yeah, I'm kind of dipping in and out, so I apologise for the running of my mind. But um, yeah, she speaks about how like passion and mystery doesn't mix very well with um, like safety and predictability because like, you know, like it's good to leave a little bit of mystery in, in that sense because you need to leave room for imagination and, and that it doesn't occur when you have predictability and safety. You know what I mean? It's just a really like, eye-opening idea to be able to allow these conflicting views, feelings, beliefs exist and you don't have to put them in perfect little boxes, allow them to kind of like 
yeah exist in in whatever way that can be and be gentle with them and don't try to mold them and change them too much and if you're able to do that for yourself as well embrace the fact that you have these differing sides of yourself and you know the not so beautiful sides of you exist with the beautiful sides of you and that is what makes you who you are and if someone is to speak on that and criticize that embrace it um you know be able to admit to it and uh, and recognize it then you know it, i think it leads to a more a more well-rounded person ultimately yeah i think i'm gonna stop there because i feel like i've kind of sent myself into a spiral and i really hope that i have done this topic justice um not that it's one topic but like i just think it's something that's really interesting so yeah anyway i hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did please let me know what you thought of it and i will be back very soon for another episode lots of love from vic